0: You're now listening to Free the Tongue Podcast, brought to you by English Language Development Services, the podcast for non standard, non native English speakers in multicultural and international workplaces. I'm your host, T. Let's get into it. Hi guys and welcome to episode two where we're gonna talk about how community and culture are related so this is episode two culture let's talk about it now I hope that at this point I don't have to explain that if you're coming here and you're listening to me I talk about language and culture because those two things are very much so intertwined and you cannot have one without the other. You can't talk about one without the other. You cannot understand language without understanding the culture of which the language was produced in. I can give you an example right now. Me and my fiancé were having a discussion. And I said the phrase, he's scary. When I said he's scary, I meant that the male of this conversation was a scaredy cat. He was afraid. He was afraid. But my fiancé didn't understand what I meant. He was confused for a second and the reason was is because in his culture okay we're both English speakers we're both native English speakers but we speak different dialects of English though we are adapting each other's dialect as well because we speak to each other and we pick up on our linguistic patterns in his culture he speaks he's scary translates into he is a frightening person as in i'm afraid to go around that man because he's frightening he's scary so as you can see and we're both americans we both grew up in america in our different cities you know uh We we grew up uh, in different states, but the Midwest. So the cultures we grew up within are very similar. And yet the language, though we can understand each other all the time, there's some expressions and some grammatical of ways of putting things that he might not understand from me and I might not understand from him. There's been times when I've had to ask him Oh what does this word mean I have had my perception on it And his perception was a bit different So that's not to say either one of us is right or wrong But to show that language variety exists And it exists mainly rooted in culture Okay So I read it, I I read, I didn't read it, I watched an interesting report today. I found it on Facebook, uh, but it came from YouTube. And it was talking about how school districts around America have now begun to hire teachers from abroad to work in These schools that, these school districts, okay, because these are whole districts, and understand that a school district is an entire community. That is a community where a culture exists, okay? And they're hiring these teachers from abroad to come into these schools and teach because there are so many vacancies. Now you want you might be wondering why there are so many vacancies. Well, a teacher in any country, especially um, you know in America where this is happening, will know that teachers are not paid well. Teachers are not paid for their expertise. We're we're required to have a lot of talent and skill and ability. And our salaries do not reflect the skill level, the special skill set that is required to be successful within the field. And so people are getting fed up, not getting the support from admins, not having enough resources, you know, not being able to do their job because it takes a village for a child to grow, okay? You can't put all of that on one person, and especially not a classroom teacher, when the real world is doing otherwise. The real world, one thing is happening, and then they expect teachers to just fix it all, okay? And teachers are trying, but that is impossible. It is gonna take the entire community to work it out. And one of the ways the community can work it out is by by valuing talent and giving talent what it needs to prosper. However, we are still stuck in these archaic mindsets of how things should be done no matter how much research we read and books we read and how well-versed and well-spoken we are in these theories, okay? And things like that, some of us, because of the communities that we are growing up in, have the privilege to see it through our perspective, but cannot understand the experience through another's. And we make mistakes sometimes. And it's not always that it's all bad because, you know, coming coming from another culture and, and to teaching a culture that is different from your own is great because you have so much to share and so much to bring. But if you do not have the right training, especially when you have the standard race, class, and gender, thus you speak the standard language, okay? And you're going into environments where you you are teaching children, okay? You're teaching children who don't possess, who are non-standard, they don't possess the right race, class, gender, and language, and you're going into those environments, you're looking at them in a way that can be harmful to them. You're not supporting, you're not recognizing the areas of where you should support them, and they need to be supported, or if you do, you don't do anything about it because it's too much work outside of what you're being paid this is what's happening so now so that's why we have this huge teacher shortage because one the school systems are not educating the people of the communities how they need to be educated so they can go back to their communities and successfully help their communities grow a lot of people are falling out before they make it and those who do make it tend to be aligned with the standard. And so, even when they do free their tongue, they can't help but lace their speakings with with all of their biases, their biases and prejudices, because oftentimes, and then they create, and then they create programs where all they do is teach people how to hide their biases and prejudices behind language, but not how to actually see and hear and understand that person that they are judging. As inferior because let's be honest that's actually what ends up happening whether it's consciously or subconsciously and we got to stop playing this game where oh it was a, I'm not trying to it was accidental or blah 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 and therefore woe is me and that's it no, no 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 okay my love it is my job to tell you when you are wrong just as I would like for you to tell me when I am wrong That's what community is about. That is how growth happens. And so now we're complicating the issue by bringing a completely outside culture that knows nothing of the history of the systems and barely the And Without the knowledge of the culture, you can't understand the pragmatics of the language that is being spoken to you. And so you absorb the racism, classism, sexism, and the, that that distorts how you hear the speaker. And now we got these people from another country over here in this mess, not knowing what's going on, being thrown in areas where, okay, maybe because you lived in this area, it, I don't know, you only made this, but I don't know you know and i'm just going based off of this this video that i watched and i mean if you can come up with $12,000 to pay for a program i'm going to go ahead and say at worst at worst you are your working class okay You're probably lower middle class for your society, okay? So that means you have those type of ideals. I don't care how poor your country is in comparison to the USA. Class works the same in terms of what it means to people. Let's be honest, okay? And so... What that means is that you're coming, these come, these foreigners. See, see the, what I'm trying to say is, I figured out how to understand culture globally, how to get it globally. Like, it's not as hard as everybody makes it out to be. And honestly, I didn't figure it out. I just used Kimberly Crenshaw's framework and applied it. She figured it out, and I just applied it. Okay so um and let me tell you kimberly kenshaw is a black woman we black women and black people in general have lived in a we were formed in a country where we were non-standard from our birth from our birth and we never had the option to be standard okay so to be successful and there has been many successful african americans within a system as this one, you have to learn how to speak up. Okay? And it's hard because the fight is real. It's a big fight. It's a big fight because in America, black people are basically the grease that oils the machine. What I mean to say is, we are often used as and even by other immigrants, as the stepping stools, you know, the the people, oh, we can tell oh, everybody hates these people, everybody, oh, stay away from these people are the lowest. Meanwhile, people don't even understand what they also look like in other people's, like, you're trying to talk about me, but Billy Bob over there is also talking about you too. You're still not standard, but you're trying, you're trying to fit into a box and then you can't understand why now after three generations, You lost your culture. Your cultural language. Your kids can't speak their language. They really aren't connected like that. And you can't figure it out. Well. Because you gave up something. You gave it up. Because you thought that that was the only way you can be successful. And I'm here to say. That's not true. There are other ways. But you have to gain confidence. So. So, you know, my whole gripe about what's happening has nothing to do with the international teachers coming in. Actually, I love the idea. I think it's great. I think that uh, it should happen without this this woman who's charging these people $12,000 to come over. I think that they could come over and do uh, teaching like three years. Um Whatever, as part of a cultural exchange program. But there needs to be, that needs to be set up right. You can't just do that. That is disaster waiting to happen unless the proper cultural training happens. And I listened to that woman. She was about making money. She does not care about American culture or American children or who her teachers will be working, the populations they will be working with. She cares about the money she makes on the teacher side. She cares about the money she makes on the school side and that's that I don't even know if she's an educator and that's what happens when you get outside people from your community that always happens that's why people don't trust outside people from their community because I'm sorry when you are not a part of a community you do not care about that community as much as if you live there you ate there you shopped there you were a part of that place and that's real and that's honest you might be sympathetic, but you are you can't be empathetic because you don't know. And if you were empathetic, and I'm talking to you guys too out in the suburbs, if you were empathetic, you would come into the city. I did. I went to multiple cities. I always wanted to live in the neighborhoods that I worked in. I didn't think about, I didn't judge the people like that. I didn't think about, oh, they're this and that or anything else like that. No. Like, no, I'm here for a reason. You know, I'm here to teach. I'm here to share what I know. The, you know, the skills that I've acquired that allow me to experience success. I want the kids to have it as well. So, so if we're already having issues with people within People coming into communities and teaching and they're only like 10, 15 minutes away. Why, why do we think this is going to be a great idea? Having people from entirely different countries like, and that's no shade, no tea. Like I want to be a part of helping these teachers come over here. Cause I do think they have a benefit and I do think that they have something to share and give, but they can't be coming over here with a woman teaching them oh be careful you got to make sure your thing your drinks are locked and i swear she said this in the video you got to make sure your drinks are uh locked up because they might try to poison you if you feel that way if you're afraid of that don't even bring anything to drink to work don't even bring because that's just that's just straight disrespectful and if if those kids come into your community if you go into somebody's community and they see you treating them like that they are not going to like you. They're not going to like you. And then, yeah, they might try to poison you or something. Because you came in with that sort of attitude and perception and perspective. So, we, you, and that's not even right. If you feel like that, that you're putting teachers in an area that's that dangerous, that's not right anyway on the teachers. What are you doing? So, there's just a lot of mess with that. But anyway, so before I go I want to end this with agency because I want I don't want to bring to I don't want to bring the facts and just say oh look at the doom and gloom and horrible situation no there's solutions to this real solutions and I'm going to be a part of it I already have a plan I already know what I want to do I when I first started teaching I realized wow This is the first job I ever worked where I was happy to go to work. I looked forward to going to work. And that's because I love kids. I love kids. And I love teaching. Okay. I love teaching so much. I I love it so much I teach children and adults. And and I made an entire business of it. It is my business. So I'm constantly in teaching. And what I realized it, as a creative as somebody's artistic as somebody who who knew and felt I, I felt okay I want to do something to make a difference teaching is where it's at no matter what you want to do or be let me give you an example if you want to be a businessman okay and you are not wealthy because i because right now i'm talking to the marginalized okay the people who don't have enough money you don't think you know you can make it going through the standard channels because let me tell you the standard channels they have all the money and resources and that's why they can go get ahead faster but there's a price they have to pay for that too okay and let me tell you that's a price they're comfortable with because that's their culture and that's what they were raised and in, indoctrinated into but for you it might not be comfortable and even and like even if it is because you are non-standard you're still not going to you're still going to find yourself underpaid and overworked far more often okay so so what you can do okay let's say you want to be a businessman you can teach business no one's gonna stop you from teaching business within a class. Now, yes, you gotta teach reading, you gotta teach math, you gotta teach all this other stuff, but business economics is a part of the curriculum. And by teaching business, guess what you become better at? Understanding business, because you can't teach something that you don't know. So now you're getting professional development uh, in the skill area that you want to get it in, you're giving back to the community and also you're getting paid to do this. So your side project, go work on it. Okay. It's possible. It's really possible. And I know some areas are just, just so bad that they're, they're paying teachers like 35,000 a year. And that's, that's not a lot to live on. I lived on thirty-two thousand and i pay my bills and you know was able to pay a little more for nah no nah, let me say i couldn't really afford my business and yeah i was still paying for my business i had to work another job you know it took longer but i still was able to save up that money to do what i had to do but okay let's say you're making a year, which I think that's the lowest salary any teacher is going to make. A $35,000 a year salary. You, first of all, to teach, you're going to have to use whatever you have around you. It's not right. That they're not gonna give you money, they're not doing anything, you know, all this other stuff. If that's how bad the situation is, you don't even have to listen to the admins. They're not gonna do anything because they can't. Because you're being treated so badly. They have 500 vacancies in a district or whatever the number is 47 vacancies. I think it's a lot more, you know, and I'm thinking from this video they were talking about in Chicago if they have that many vacancies, you literally have the freedom to do whatever you want in that classroom because they are not going to do anything. They can't. Their hands are tied. So you can use whatever you need to to teach your children. If that's bringing in your cell phone and having them huddle around and watch a video, do it. If that's, you know whatever the paper usually like i worked in a charter school that had nothing they gave us at the beginning of the year they gave me one uh stapler one box of staples a pack of pen pens and a pack of pencils that's all i got for the whole year they gave me nothing else i had no tools anything now most school districts in america even in that one we had our computers because it's required it's required by the by law by the state laws. certain things they have to have so now they have the laptops and things like that you know the chromebooks Some things. so we had those and we had paper all they all they really gave us is paper and we ran out of paper by the end of the year but you know what i printed off everything i used that paper whatever i had to do create the materials for my children you have to do what you have to do because those kids deserve to learn anyways you can't just decide oh well because i'm not getting x y and z i'm not gonna do anything no you gotta just figure out a different way to do it you have to be adaptable okay and adapt to the way that works for you Adapt to the way that you can gain the skills that you need to advance your career. Okay? Come up with solutions. I bet. Okay, if that's the problem, you're in a school, you see that problem, guess how people make money? They solve problems. People make money by solving problems. So now you're in a school where there's so many problems. Take your pick, lawyer, lawyer. What do you want to fight for? Take it or the next job you're going to get lawyer. Okay, future lawyer. Take your pick, uh, businessman. Take your pick, artist. Take your pick, whatever it is that you want to do. If you're still finding it, you'll find it there. Teaching is one of the most creative jobs that you can have. You do not have to listen to those people who will try to take your creativity away from you. So I would really say teaching is not as bad as I think a lot of people think it is. Yes, there are a lot of social problems that you will be faced and see because you are in the heart of community. You're gonna experience those things and you should care and you should should listen, you know, and you should be empathetic. And if you're moved to moved to you should create a solution to solve the problem. So that's all I want to say right now. I just I just really see the teaching field a lot differently than a lot of people see it. And that's just and it's just because I really use my skill set of being able to change my perspective, growth mindset, and positive framing. And I do what I can and need to do that's necessary and I look for opportunities. And that's how I started my whole company. So if you're new at a school, learn how to teach. Yes, learn how to teach. And like don't be going into schools and getting lazy and not trying, but teaching is really not as hard as you think it is. Once you realize, if you understand material, then you can teach however you want to. That's it. All you need to do is understand the material. The only job you have as a teacher is understanding the material. And then the best way you can make that material easy for other people to understand, it, your students to understand, do that. Okay? See what they respond to. Get creative. Ask other teachers. And then, in the meantime, you can be building your skills. You can be making connections, networking. There's a lot of people who were teachers and then went on to be politicians and lawyers and things like that, Okay? And some of you might find, I just love being a teacher. And you're going to stay. You're going to stay because of the fun of it all. And you know, right now my plan, what I plan is, I want to create a service. I want to get to a place where I can create a service to pay teachers to go into the schools as support systems. That's what I'm doing right now. What I want to do, I want to do like a volunteer service and I want to give like future teachers who want to be teachers training, you know, start them wherever they are. Okay. If you want to start in high school, if you want to start in college and you want to get real life experience, that's actually going to be help you understand your course material rather than, you know, going through the theoretical stuff and then getting out into the field and just cool. You have a lot of these skeleton structures that work for one type of kid. It don't work for everybody. And you don't know how to make it work. Or you don't know how to make it work for everybody. But, oh, there's some, I just heard some, it just irritates me. Because there's some people that, oh, you just don't understand how it works. Shut up. Shut up. You don't know how it works. Like, I just, I don't know. Let me not get mad. But anyways. All right, guys. Free the tongue. Speak up for your community. Speak up for yourself. Learn how language and culture are intertwined and how they cannot be pulled apart from one another. Here's a piece of American culture for you. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.